Um, and she told these two that Kaylee was mythic. Mythic? <laughs> <laughs> That's a blooper. <laughs> there we go. We Kay- fucking- Kaylee mythic. <laughs> I'm going to re-fucking start. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hello. Hello, friends. How are we doing? Good, good. How are, how are you doing, Elena? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it, it's, a, it's a Sunday. We're recording this on a Sunday. It should be going up tonight. We'll see if it does. Yeah, we'll see. If it doesn't, sorry. Yeah, had some cheese curds, though, so I'm we pretty did. good mood. Yeah, we had some cheese curds. If you guys live in the Midwest and are near Culver's, you should go get some Culver's, because then you can match mm-hmm. um, the cheese curds. Delish. Pause this, go get some cheese curds. And then come back. And then come back, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alright. Okay. Okay. So hopefully you're back now. Yeah. Hopefully. Okay. So today we've got a big one. Mm. Um, This one, y'all know it, you know, and if you don't, I don't really know how. The girls that get it, get it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if you're a girl that doesn't get it, I truly don't understand because this is a big one. Today we're going to be talking about Kaylee and Casey Anthony. <sighs> the most hated woman in America for yeah. a long ass time. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, and trust me, we're going to get all up into it. Oh yeah. So this one is going to be a little different. Get cozy. This is Katie, by the way. Um, and your girl loves to do a deep dive. Mm-hmm. So this is a deep dive. This is going to be probably three parts. Yeah. So if you don't like that, sorry, it's happening anyways. Um, it's it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. It is just a lot. And I don't want to miss out on anything, so I'm just going to give you guys everything. Right. Not all at once, though. Nope. But that would be too much. That would be, girl. So you would much. have, like, no listeners. Yeah. I mean, unless you guys like that, but I don't think you do. <laughs> Three hours. <laughs> I mean, I'm game, but... I don't think our lungs would like that either. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Three hours yes. of just straight smoking. It sounds like a Friday night for me. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> but also not. So yeah, this is going to be three parts. This is part one. Um, yeah, so basically, I did not know the details of this case until I researched it. There's a lot. There's a lot of small details, and I will be explaining as much as I know. Um, so this is not like a little Wikipedia page. If you want not a deep dive, Google. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're just going to jump right into it. Mm-hmm. So part one is going to be the backstory of the crime up until the arrest. Part two is going to be um, until discovery. I'll say, and then part three is going to be the trial. So we're just going to be, we're just going to be talking about all of it. All of it. Yeah, all mm-hmm. of it. Um, Stephanie Harlow, I've mentioned her a few times now. I love her. She has, she also has a three-part series, so about three hours. So I got a lot of information from her. She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And also a book called The Mother of All Lives, The Casey Anthony Story mm-hmm. by David Kennedy. It, it's a fine book. It gives good uh, information, a nice little timeline, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to try to be as unbiased as possible. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be very difficult. I don't like a single person in this story, aside <laughs> from Kaylee, of course. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't like anyone. And I, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time not displaying that. So, there's a reason, like Elena said earlier, there's a reason she's the most hated woman in America. Yeah. Possibly the world. Yeah. Like, they, and y'all, we're going to find out. She sucks. She you preface sucks. that right now. You yeah. can be unbiased. I'm already going to tell you I don't like her. I don't like, I don't like anybody in yeah. this story. Maybe, maybe, we'll talk about we'll, that we'll, we'll get into it. We'll oh, another it. thing. Really quick, sorry guys. Um, I don't think we're going to have like a case discussion set up that we usually do. Yeah, we're probably just going to be smoking whenever, you know? So if that's your thing, mm-hmm. if you're joining us. Think of it like a big spook sesh. Yeah. Yeah, but I just... There's there's going to be nothing to discuss in this part. So the other parts we will, but this one... Just just take it all in. That's the one. Take it all in with your cheese curds, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. So on July 16th, 2008, 
Cindy Anthony calls 911 a total of three times, and each 911 call gets stranger and stranger. So the first one, Cindy Anthony is Casey Anthony's mom. Just going to preface that. The first one, she's calling and saying she has someone in her custody and she needs to take them into the police station. This is Casey. Um, she goes, it's my daughter. She stole money and my car. I want to press charges, basically. Okay. So then the second one, a couple hours later, she's like, quote, I have someone here that I need to be arrested in my home. Cindy, she, she says a little, she just says some weird stuff. Like, why did you say it like that? Take her up here. She's just, she's odd. She's saying Casey needs to be arrested for, quote, stealing my auto. We'll get into that. I don't know. Like, again, Cindy, what the fuck are you talking about? <sighs> Anyways, so the third one, Cindy is like, my granddaughter's missing. She finally admitted it. Like, we need someone here now. We have a missing three-year-old. So what's going on, you know? Cindy Anthony, like I said, is Casey Anthony's mother and Kaylee Anthony's grandmother. So Cindy had just found out that her granddaughter has been missing for 31 days and her mother doesn't know where she is and she's been lying about literally everything. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we're going to like take it back. That's a little preface I'm going to give back. you. Yeah, we're going to go all the way back, okay? This, I'm just going to give you the main players right now. I just make myself laugh. I think I'm so funny. <laughs> Casey Anthony. She's a hot mess with mommy issues. <laughs> it's true. Um, Kaylee Anthony is Casey's daughter. These are our common names. We're going to be talking about a lot. Lee Anthony is Casey's brother. And he, I feel for him a little bit because he's probably like, what the fuck? Like, what was I born into? Mm -hmm. You know, like he seems like, I don't hate him. Yeah. He seems like the only normal one of the bunch. <laughs> and he's just like, this is my life. Yeah. Um, George Anthony is George? the father, George, the father of Casey and Lee, not Kaylee. But yeah, he's he's the patriarchy or whatever the fuck. He was involved in law enforcement for a long time. He worked for the Trumbull County Sheriff's Office for about ten years until 1985. He has been called a habitual liar. Ooh. And then the mother, Cindy Anthony. She's a registered nurse, and I I wrote, she's a lot. Mm. She, she's a lot. So these two got married, in, uh, Cindy and George. These two got married in 1981 after George divorced his first wife, and she's the one that was like, yo, he's been a habitual liar mm. since day one, you know? So there you go. And they had their son, Lee, and then their daughter named Casey. So Lee's older than Casey. He was born in November of 1982, and then Casey was born on March 19th, 1986. So Cindy, when they were when Casey was younger, she decided she wanted to be home more. So she was like, mm, George, you should quit your job, you know, so and you because you don't make enough money. You know, like you I want to stay home with the kids, you need to make more money, quit your job that you've been working at for 10 years. Um, and yeah, let's 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 get this shit done, let's get it going. Mm -hmm. Um, so George actually ended up doing this and he worked with his father at his, at his father's used car business. They did not get along. There was a physical altercation and oh. it's safe to say that, that George and, and his father did not work together. No After more. that. Yeah. Yeah. So he, George attempted to open his own car lot, but it didn't work out. And he actually just lost a lot of money. Oh. <sighs> a lot. So anyways, the Anthony family ended up moving to Orlando, Florida in 1989. I just realized the last three cases I've done, Florida. Ooh. Sorry, Florida, I'm giving you a bad rap, but also you're kind of doing it to yourself. I was going to say, also, we don't have many listeners in Florida, so maybe if that changes, <laughs> this is why. Maybe if that changes we'll stop doing Florida cases. Um, oh, I'm We're just going to start shaming states into listening to us. I'm, I'm game. I'm always <laughs> hey, game. if you don't get your listeners up, where are you? Yeah, come on, Florida. Step it up. Come on, this Florida. This is about you. This is about you. We're in Orlando right now. Anyway, so 1989. So George switched jobs a lot at this point. He got injured a couple times and ended up not working um, for a while. And he ended up getting addicted to online gambling. Ooh. I did not know that was a thing, y'all. But mm -hmm. I guess it's a thing. So he gained a lot of debt. Mm -hmm. um, particularly credit card debt. And this caused a pretty big strain on his relationship and his family. Mm -hmm. Like, understandably. You yeah. Know, that's, that's a lot. Um, but yeah, so that's a little backstory on the Anthony's as a family unit. Um, and now we're going to talk about Casey a little bit. 
So Casey was described as an energetic, intelligent, friendly, and funny kid. Like she was, she was a handful Mm -hmm. from what I gathered and just very intelligent as well, which I think plays a lot into who she is. But she was described as having like a lot of friends and a lot of like boyfriends. She was kind of like a tomboy, Mm -hmm. Um, which makes sense if she has an older brother. So she, she's a notorious compulsive liar. Like this, this is just, it's a fact at this point. Like she is a compulsive liar and has been her whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, it really picked up in high school and came to a peak, in my opinion, when she lied to everybody about graduating high school. What the fuck? Yeah. She, so, okay. So Casey, she's a senior in high school at this point and she just like stopped going to class. I don't know why. Mm. I don't know if she knows why. She just, you know. We all skip classes here and there. She just, she skipped every class. She just did not go. No more. Um, So her parents were like, yo, where's your cap and gown? Like it's, you know, graduation's coming up. Where is it? And she was like, oh, the school messed up. Ooh. Yeah, the school messed up. So a few days before graduation, days, days before she's supposed to walk across the stage in her cap and gown, um, her parents had to go into the school where they were told that Casey was short some credits and wasn't going to be able to walk at graduation. So her parents were like, what the fuck, Casey? What have you been doing? What What did we just talk about, you know? Yeah. And she was like, no, 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 no. Like, you, you've got it all wrong. They've got it all wrong. The school enrolled me in, like, half credit classes without telling me. So I didn't know that I was behind. I don't, I'm not 100% positive about this, but I don't think that's a real thing. Half, half credit. credits can't be fucking real. You would do half the class, which is what you did. Yeah, but... <laughs> That you, there are not classes you can enroll in, especially in high school, that are half, like, what the fuck? No. Casey. Yeah. No. That's, just, come on now. Anyways, but graduation comes around, and they all attend, and parents, um, like, friends of parents and, like, grandparents and everyone that's there want, wanting to watch Casey graduate are like, why isn't she walking? And they're like, oh, no, 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 don't worry. She has her diploma. She's graduated. She's just not allowed to walk. Like, the school made a mistake. So they're... Her parents believed her. Yeah. Oh or Cindy God. did at least. We'll yeah. get into that. But basically they just regurgitated the lie Casey told. Yeah. Anyways. So this is, in my opinion, one of... I... I you know, I, I take it back. I'm going to be biased. I think they're horrible parents. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're awful parents. And this is why. Because they threw her a fucking graduation party. She didn't graduate. No, she didn't. She did not graduate. And everyone at this point knows it. Anyway, so they threw a graduation party, and they get gifts and money for a graduation that did not happen. No. They don't give these gifts back. They don't give this money back. Why would they? It's just so fucked up to me. You know how much money I made at my graduation party, bro? Like a grand. Yeah, a good amount of money. Like, why would she didn't graduate. That's what I'm saying. What the fuck is wrong with you? Anyways, so Casey had everybody wrapped around her finger, and there were no consequences for her actions. And this is a running theme. You will soon find out um she didn't cancel the party she didn't return the gift. she didn't have to tell a single person that she didn't actually graduate Mm -hmm. but cindy um told her not to say a word to anyone and that she'll handle it all so that means that everyone thinks that she graduated (laughs) yeah and to my knowledge casey never completed her courses i don't think she has a high school diploma damn well she just said she graduated graduated. yeah she just said she graduated what I guess that's enough. I mean, like, the only people who are going to check are, like, your parents. Or in case you need it. But, like, no one's ever going to, like, check you on that. Have you never been asked for your diploma? That's what I'm saying, in case you need it for something. Oh, yeah. But, like, if she can't get a job. If you, if, if it's required to be over the age, or to, I'm sorry. If it's required in a job to be, to have a high school diploma, you need to show that. Right. You can't just <laughs> like, say. Like, I still, right. Like, I... I learned this the hard way. I didn't know where my fucking diploma was for a long ass time. And then my job was like, no, you, I need a copy of it. And I'm like, yeah. well, fuck. <laughs> like you, guys, you need your diploma. You do. Casey doesn't have one. Anyways. <laughs> so, oh God. So after high school, Casey started working at a Kodak kiosk at Universal Studios. So she like sold the pictures at the end of the roller coaster. You know, huh. like okay. when you get off the roller coaster, I guess that's like a separate thing. It's not through Universal. It's through Kodak. Oh, or at least it was at this point. Yeah. So she's she doesn't work for Universal. She works for Kodak. Okay. But there she met 
Jesse Grund, who um, he said, and I quote, it was love at first sight. Ooh. For him, though. Oh. For him. Yeah. And I will also say this. I don't hate Jesse either. Jesse mm-hmm. and Lee, so far you guys are clear. So far it's cool. Yeah. So far you're cool. Um, they became very close very quickly. And in May of 2005, Jesse takes her to meet um, his parents. And they're like, oh, you didn't tell us she was pregnant. And he's like, no, silly. Like, she's a virgin. She's retaining water. What the fuck? So she... <laughs> I literally wrote, son, she looks pregnant. Because <laughs> she looks pregnant. Um, and, and she is pregnant. Yeah. She's just lying about it. Yeah. Because what the fuck else would she do? She's a small person. If you if you haven't looked up a picture of Casey Anthony, she's go look it up. She's, she's a small-framed individual. Like, she's a tiny gal. Mm-hmm. You can't really hide a pregnancy when you're that small, you know? Right. So her friends and family are all noticing, and they're, she's just like, no, I'm just, like, gaining weight and retaining Like, how dare you? You know, like, how – like, at one point, I guess, like, a, a distant cousin or something asked Cindy, oh, like, when's your daughter due? And she's just like, she's retaining water. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so – they're like, did she drink a gallon? Like, 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 like did she just drink a gallon? <laughs> Can you hear it slosh around? <laughs> like, what the fuck? She's pregnant, dude. Oh. But a few months later, around seven months pregnant, she comes clean. And you, seven months pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing like two months. That's a whole, that's a whole baby. Your baby can survive outside of the womb at that point. Like, yeah. that's insane. But apparently people were excited and happy. And Cindy and George were like... Fuck yeah, we get to be grandparents. Fuck yeah, my 18-year-old daughter is pregnant and lied about it for seven months. Awesome. Oh now, if you're a teen God. parent, absolutely no shame. You gotta do what you gotta do. Right. But I wouldn't... If I told my parents that I was pregnant, even now at 21, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that they would say they were excited. You know? Oh, no. Like, <laughs> I think that's just a poor choice of words. Absolutely not. I just... I, I, have, a, I have a hard time believing that that was the case. Yeah. But whatever, maybe it was. Um, so Casey told Jesse and everyone that Jesse was the father. And he did the math, yo. So he was like, okay, we got together in January. And remember, in May 2005, he said she was a virgin. So we can assume they weren't having sex. So in case you didn't know, that's how babies are made. Oh, he said, I thought he was just like playing that off to like his like the parents. No. I mean, he said that to his parents. I... I, I'm guessing that means that he... Well, I mean, I guess that could be true. Either way... Either way, it's sketch. Either way, it doesn't add up because even if they fucked the first night that they met in January, she was due in August. That's only eight months. So, like, either way, it, does, it doesn't add up. But if even more so if they weren't having sex until May or later. Like... That's anyways. so fucking weird. So, it, it doesn't add up and he knows that. But Casey would get offended and defensive and, like, emotional mm-hmm. um, if he ever questioned her. Like, how fucking dare you? Like, you know, like, shit like that. Yeah. So, eventually, he was like, mm, I'm gonna distance myself. So, they took a little break, but Jesse was at the hospital when Casey gave birth to Kaylee. Um, this is a little side note, but apparently the first time Casey's parents met Jesse was at the hospital. And Casey's telling everyone he's the dad. So it's like, that has to be awkward. The first time you're meeting your teenage daughter's boyfriend slash baby daddy is when... Is when the baby's born. I'd rather rather not be a part of that. No, no. no. (laughs) Anyways, Kaylee Marie Anthony was born on August 9th, 2005. Fun fact, that is my niece's birthday. (laughs) Not to the year. Yeah, but August Mm -hmm. 9th is my niece's birthday. Damn, she would be as old as my middle sister this year then. Wow. That's oh, crazy. that hurts my heart a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I want hurt. Thanks, Elena. That, that was sucked. a lot. <laughs> that was awful. Really just bringing in all the connections. <laughs> Anyways, but Kaylee Marie Anthony was born. Um, and she was described as a sassy, spunky, wild girl. Like she, if you look up pictures, she was really, really cute. Mm-hmm. She loved sunglasses. Always was wearing sunglasses or a hat or both. And she had a huge personality. And she was incredibly smart. And uh, she's a girl after my own heart. Uh, she watched a lot of Dora the Explorer. That was my favorite show when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so by the time she was not even three yet, she was able to count to 40 in Spanish. 
Wow. That's impressive. Oh, that's, yeah. Like, regardless, that's impressive. That's a lot. Count it to 40 in, if English is your first language, and English is challenging enough. Two and a half. Exactly. Like, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so, we're going to go back to the hospital now, though. So, the day she was born. The day she was born. So, George, her father, was in the room when Kaylee was born. Okay. People think that's weird. Um, Stephanie Harlow, the girl I mentioned earlier, the woman I mentioned earlier, she, she said herself, she's like, that's weird. That's weird. I would not want my dad in my room giving, when I'm giving birth. And that's understandable. But mm-hmm. if my dad insisted on it for some, I don't think he would, I would be like, okay, whatever. But you're up by me. You are not any, no one, mm-hmm. no one is watching that baby come out. Mm-hmm. Except you're, unless you're a doctor, nobody. Mm-hmm. But I guess he was watching Kaylee come out. <gasps> no, that's weird. That part's weird. Mm-hmm. Not him being in the room. Mm-hmm. See, when I first read it, I was like, okay. But now that I think about it, I'm like, no, that's odd. That's weird. That's that's my coosie. That's weird. Get, get away. Why the fuck are you down there? That is, I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown woman, and I mean, like, I get it, the miracle of childbirth, but, yeah. like, you have two kids. You saw it. Yeah. Don't, like, like I said, you could be by me, but just get away from my vagina, please. Yeah. No. So, I guess that's weird. It's a little odd. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, she, Cindy, mom, insisted that she was the first one to hold Kaylee. I personally think that that shows her character quite a bit, because... Yeah. Mothers should always be the first to hold yeah. their child. And and if it's not them, it should be the father. Yeah. Like, unless there's, like, a medical emergency, whatever. But, like, if if you can... My mother is not touching my baby until I touch my baby. Right. That's my baby. Right. Like, what the fuck? I don't like that, Cindy. Cindy, I think that's fucked up. That was kind of weird. That's, that's, enough, that's weird. another thing that's, like... It's not really weird, but it's weird. It's, it's weird. Yeah. No, I think that's weird. I think that's almost more weird. No... No, I was going to say that's almost more weird than George watching no. the baby come out, but no, that's not That's true. much weirder. I, I take it back. You know how stranger things have happened? That's the stranger thing. That's happening. That's Shit. Enough. Either way, it's a very, very, very odd dynamic yes. in this family. And it just gets worse. Oh, God, again, with just it getting worse throughout the episode. Yeah. You expect it at this point, but... Cindy, that was weird. And George, that was weird. George, that was involved, really weird. like... Can we take a step back, please? Like, I just... I saw that. Anyways. I saw that. So that happened. Um, so after the fact, a paternity test was ordered, but it took like six weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't know it took that long, but it took like six weeks, at least in 2005, and Jesse fell in love with Kaylee. He mm-hmm. loved her like a daughter and nothing less. Like, mm-hmm. when he found out he she wasn't his, because, spoiler alert, she's not his, mm-hmm. um, he was like, no, I want to adopt her. Like, I, he wanted to support them. Yeah. Which, I don't know, I think that says a lot about his character. Like, it to, does. to want to, ad- especially because he was young, mm-hmm. like, wanting to adopt a baby that's not yours, oh, I just think that's, I think that's really sweet. And, mm-hmm. I, and it makes me sad because Kaylee deserved better, you know? Yeah. Like, she really things did. probably would have turned out completely differently had that happened. Mm-hmm. So, he actually proposed to Casey. Oh, wow. Yeah, after, and was like, no, I want this life for us and for Kaylee. Yeah. At one point in an interview, he said, quote, for the first year or two of her life, I was dad. I was the father figure in her life and I loved her more than anything. She was an amazing little baby. Finding out she was someone else's daughter was really hard. End quote. But that's, I, that part makes me very sad. Yeah. For, for everybody. Um, but yeah. So Casey was described as a good mom at first, um, and then around May 2006, she started partying a lot more, and it looked like her priorities were really shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse was not a fan of this. They eventually decided to end the engagement and just be friends. I'm guessing Casey being a shitty mom had something to do with that. Yeah. Because, I mean, what the hell? Anyways, but like, who's the dad if it's not Jesse? Exactly. That's the question. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Um, Casey came up with multiple different people, and she told like multiple different people, a variety of different people were the dad, and all of them died in car accidents. Stop it. It's weird, dude. So I'm going to go through. There's, there's four people that I'm going to talk about right now. Uh-huh. So first, 
Jesus Ortiz. He was a high school friend who died in a car accident in 2007. His family said that they never heard of nor met Casey, but if Kaylee is their grandchild, they would love to get to know her. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm not quite sure. I'm sure Casey told somebody that this person was the dad. Yeah. I don't know. Then we have Josh from Universal Studios. Apparently, they had a one-night stand, and Kaylee was the product of that, and that he also died in a car accident after Kaylee was born and was and turned two. I don't mm. think Josh is real. Mm. There, there's no last name. It's literally Josh from Universal Studios. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's talking about Jake from State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> Josh from Universal Studios. <laughs> so in 2011... So about six years after Kaylee was born, Michael Dugan's mother came, Elena. <laughs> yeah, Michael Dugan is a, is a person. And his mom came forward. Um, and she was like, no, I think, I think my son was the father. But he died in a car accident in 2007. After um, this, he died a few months after he told his mom that she was going to be a grandma and that the mom was Casey Anthony, was a girl named Casey Anthony. So there's that. Um, And then last one, Eric Baker. This is from Cindy's point of view. Cindy came came out and said, Casey, see, there's so many C's. It's too much. Cindy came forward and said that Casey told her that an old friend, Eric Baker, who lived far away, but it like came back at some point and they had a one night stand. Casey said he was the father and he also died in a car accident. Oh my Isn't that weird? That is, that's it's crazy. fucking weird. That's like more than a one in a million chance. Yeah. And it's like, and at least three of those people were real. Did she purposely come out with people who had died in car accidents? I don't know. I think she, it seems like she might be smart enough to do that. I like that you said that because I do want to talk about her intelligence at some point yeah. in in this journey we're all taking together because I think it's a very interesting question. Because... Mm-hmm. Okay. That's crazy. <laughs> Anyways. So the house now consists of Cindy, George, Casey, and Kaylee. Um, Cindy and George were basically the ones taking care of Kaylee. Like, mm-hmm. like she was another daughter for them. Yeah. Um, Kaylee had her own room. Decked out, like, top to bottom with Winnie the Pooh. I guess she really liked Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was extremely loved by her grandparents. Um, they spoiled her, as grandparents do. And I, I have written here, literally, as much as I dislike this family, Cindy in particular, they loved their granddaughter, and no one can say otherwise, because they loved that girl. Yeah. Um, and you can't, no one can take that away from them. They loved her. Right. George, actually, I thought this was really cute. He built a little, like, playhouse in the backyard with a little mailbox with her name on it, which is cute. That's That's really cute. cute. Yeah. Kaylee was a very loved little girl, at least by her grandparents. So, those, those are, if if you're following along, Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, so, like, what does Casey do? You know, like, does she, doesn't she work at Kodak? Does she have a job? Does she have a job? Yeah, like, what, what's, what's going on with that? So... After Casey's maternity leave, she, everyone thought she went back to work, but she just ghosted her employer. Like, straight up ghosted them. They would call her and reach out to her and be like, hey, when are you coming back? You know, mm-hmm. like, it's been a few months. Mm-hmm. When are you coming back? She just never replied. So they ended up, like, terminating her, yeah. her employment. Just there. out of being out of date. Yeah. Um, but here's, here's the kicker, in my opinion. Casey still told everyone she was going to work and would leave her house and have other people watch Kaylee while she did whatever the fuck she was doing. Like, like what? What? Where was she getting money? What? What do you? What did she do? Is another question. Like, what? Uh-huh. What do you mean? You, if you're not at work, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, well, she shopped. She got her nails done. She hung out with friends. She did basically everything but watch Kaylee, and. That's a good question. Where did she get money? Mm-hmm. Who fucking knows yeah. at this point? Um, but at some point, she got a friend named Lauren to watch Kaylee for free because she didn't have money to pay someone. So Lauren, being a good friend, agreed to watch um, agreed to watch Kaylee while Casey just lied and said she went to work. Casey would make up friends and coworkers and give them like backstories if anyone ever asked. 
she'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, like, my friend. She comes in later, but there's a Juliet. Uh-huh. She's like, oh, Juliet, that's my friend from work, you know? Like, here, here, look at my phone. This is what people are texting me and shit like that. Like, what, bitch? What? What? This is what her contact? Get the fuck out of here. What are you talking Go watch your kid. Yeah. Literally, so that's all you have You're to fucking do. You're doing everything besides what you should be. Yes. Yes. Imagine if you put this energy into anything else. Imagine if you put this energy into being a mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Right. God. So, Cindy and George are both working. Casey is not. And Cindy and George basically have four people they have to take care of. Like, themselves, Casey, and Cindy. Themselves, Casey, and Kaylee. Yeah. So, and, like, they're struggling, you know, like, they are, they're... That's a lot financially. Yes, and they're in hella debt Yeah. still. Like, mm-hmm. they are really struggling, and, um, like, they, and how Casey had to have known. Like, you... Yeah. You know when yeah. your parents are I mean, going she's, through it. she's old enough, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, Cindy has been reported to have called Casey an unfit mother and would say Kaylee was, quote, our daughter, mm. which... Can you blame her? I don't think you can blame her, but I think that's a little fucked up. Like, I think that's fucked. Like, that's a fucked up dynamic. Yeah. That's weird. I just don't like... I don't like... Don't sue me, but I don't like you. <laughs> Anyways. So, Casey and Cindy... You know who else didn't like Cindy? Casey. <laughs> they did not like each other, and they were, like, always fighting. Casey actually ended up getting a second job and used this fake second job. It was fake. To spend less time with her daughter. Um, so somehow no one is wondering where her money is. You know, if she's working two jobs, why does she need to borrow money from her parents and have people watch Kaylee for free? Right. Um, so that's a good question. I don't fucking know. I don't know. What the fuck? I don't know what's going on. Um, but at this point, she's really starting to party and like go out at night and all night. Um, and one night... Lauren, the friend who was watching Kaylee for free, um, she was watching her because Casey was at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Air quotes, yeah, yeah, at work. Um, and Lauren needed to get a hold of Casey, and she wasn't answering her phone, so she called the store. I think it was a sports authority, a sport authority. Mm-hmm. You remember those stores? Yeah. Um, that was, I guess, her fake second job. So she called the store, and they're like, "Who the fuck is that? What do you mean, Casey Anthony? Who the fuck is that? Who's, who's her that? Like, who is who's that? Who's that? <laughs> So, kind of similar to that, um, George also goes into work one, like into her work one day to surprise her and take her out to lunch. And they're like, "Who the fuck is Casey, dude? Like, why are people saying she works here? Like, who is this girl?" Like, <laughs> they're like, the "They're like, you know what? Can you actually give her our number?" <laughs> yeah, like, is she looking? Yeah. Like... <laughs> so now these people realize um, that she doesn't have two jobs, just the one, which she still doesn't fucking have. Yeah. So <laughs> they both only tried one job. <laughs> so, anyway. so Casey is lying and getting defensive. And um, when when confronted by George and, and Lauren on separate occasions, um, they're like, so I went into your work. I called your work. What what do you they're saying? You don't work there. Like, what, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Um, Casey would lie and be like, well, they call me something else there. They, they got it wrong. I don't need to explain anything to you. Like, it's my job. It's my business. Like, it's, they call me a different name. What can I tell you? She's always fucking lying. It's so fucking weird. I don't get liars, dude. I really don't. <laughs> it's just, it's so much fucking work. She's, that's her job. Her job is lying. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, she's putting in enough fucking hours for it. God. Anyways, so spring 2007. She got a fake promotion for her fake Universal Studios job. Um, she is now an event planner. Mm-hmm. So she, like, this is what I mean when I say she's just putting in enough time and energy. She, she, she would email herself from other fake email accounts to prove to her parents that she needed them to watch Casey. What the fuck? She'd be like, oh, mom, look, an event emergency. Here's, here's my email. What the fuck? Like. That's just weird. It, it, and for what? That's to just be weird. out in a club? Yeah. Girl, it's not worth it. That's just weird. It is weird. Um, whatever. Around this time, so when she got her fake promotion, whatever, Casey is saying that she is in a relationship with a man named Jeff Hopkins, who she, or I'm sorry, who works with her. And he also has a son around Kaylee's age. She doesn't have a job, so he doesn't exist. 
Anyways, mm. mom and dad were like, yo, like, he sounds great. Let's meet him. Yeah. I don't meet him. So she's like, cool, bet. Let's do that. So they set up a time and a place, you know, like, they were going to have dinner at their house. Um, but as it was, like, being served, you know, getting ready, Jeff texted Casey saying his son was sick and he was going to have to reschedule. So they were like, oh, like, no worries. We'll schedule it again. Yeah. You know, you have a sick kid. No one wants a sick kid. Yeah. Um, but then he canceled again. And then they just kept trying to meet him. They're like, what the fuck is going on? You know? mm-hmm. Like, I want to meet this Can we go to guy. his job? <laughs> yeah, like, can we, can we go to his house for dinner? Yeah. What's going on? Um, and then Casey's like, mm, he had to move. <laughs> he had to move. I know, we're going to try long distance, but, like, it's it, he had to move. So you can't meet him. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny to me. It just gets worse. It Anyways, so um, now we're in August 2007. They're having a second birthday party for Kaylee. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is one of my favorites. Uh, Casey steals a check from her grandma uh, to pay for the cake and everything for her child. For her child's birthday. Yeah. She's stealing her grandmother's money. Yeah. What the fuck? So grandma found out and she was pissed. And she was like, Cindy... Get your fucking kid. Get what? Your She's ass. stealing my money, dude. And Cindy defends Casey. Because mm-hmm. why the fuck else would... Like, what the fuck else would she do? She's just a hot-ass mess. So if you're like me, you're like, why did she birth this baby? You know, she clearly right. doesn't want this baby. Like, she doesn't take care of her. No. And she doesn't, like, spend any time with her, and she tries to get away every second she can. So, like, why... Why did you... Yeah, like, you know, whatever. Um, And I'm not saying, like, moms don't deserve time to themselves. Because y'all do. Mm -hmm. But you're a mom first. And I feel like any mother who's a mother Mm -hmm. is aware of that, you know? And it's not... That's what you signed up for. Yes. When you have a child, that's what happens. Right. You're not... You're not going to have free time. Mm -mm. And I guess... And Casey just was not ready for that, obviously. And that's okay. But I kind of feel like Kaylee is like Casey's sister. And it's like Cindy and Georgia because they just take care of everything. Mm -hmm. They're just... They're buying her clothes. They're buying her food. They're buying her everything for both of their children. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's... That was a Freudian slip. For their one child and her child. (laughs) Right. But it's like that's, that's where we're... Like that's just the situation we're in right now. Um, but you may be thinking, why did Casey not put Kaylee up for adoption? Mm-hmm. She wanted to. Mm-hmm. She wanted to. But Cindy would not have it. So Cindy, <laughs> she controlled that aspect of Casey's life too. Um, she, she's like, she's, she's racking up this debt, right? Casey's racking up this debt with her family because they pay for everything. How are she going to pay them back? Well... Apparently, Casey's checks are stuck in an office that she cannot access. So she does. She she's like, oh, my, my boss is like out, out of town. Like I can't get my checks. Mm-hmm. So I don't have money. Sorry. Can I borrow one? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god. So um, yeah. But once that runs out, she'll always find money. You know, yeah. we don't have to worry about that. Um, she will take money that George puts aside every week for his granddaughter. Before she gets a fucking job. Sorry. Every week or paycheck. and Either one. Yeah. Um, George took about $30 and put it in an account for Kaylee. Like a savings account. Like Yeah. That's, again, she was loved by them. That she, like That's sense. very sweet. Yeah. Um, but Miss Casey over here drained that account when she found out about it. And she just, just left enough to keep it open. Just $5. Just to keep it open. <gasps> And when he found out about this, obviously he was pissed. Yeah. I would be fucking livid. Oh, yeah. For, like, two years. Even if he started a year ago. That's a lot. Yeah. And that's your child. Yeah. Like, this is, this is the money I'm saving for your kid. Exactly. What the fuck? This ain't even for you. <laughs> like, God. But who comes in to calm everything down? Cindy. She's like, George like calm down let it go <laughs> what the fuck oh my god it's insane george so, is like but, but that is kaylee's money yeah. 
But we are now seeing a very clear pattern of Casey lying to literally everyone, including herself, and Cindy defending her, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, so they, and by they I mean Cindy, is teaching Casey that no matter what happens, you will not face the consequences of yeah. any of your actions. And that's an extremely dangerous lesson to teach your child. If you, like I said, if you know the case, this is this is the problem. Like this yeah. is what this is what happened. She's never held accountable, ever, ever, for anything. Fucking hold your kids accountable, guys. Hold yourself accountable. Just please. Life, life lessons with the Smoking Gun Podcast. Yep. Just just stop fucking lying. My God. Anyways, so we're gonna jump forward a little bit. Spring of two thousand and eight. Tony Lazaro is Casey's new boyfriend. He's real. (laughs) This one exists. Mm. And he plays a role later. So just remember his name. Um, Tony lived with a roommate and some friends that were like couch hopping. So like, you know, a a bunch of guys, I would imagine. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, a bunch of guys being guys. Dudes being dudes. (laughs) Boys will be boys. (laughs) Boys will be boys, I guess. Um, And he, this is my favorite part about Tony. He was a club promoter. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a, he promoted a club named Fusion. And initially, he invited Kaylee to an event, like on Facebook or something. I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. Um, And they like hit it off. And by June 2nd, Kaylee is already meeting him and they like hung out at the pool and everything. Mm. So this was like a few weeks after they like first met. So again, we see a pattern of her going in with these guys, you know, like they very quickly, very, very fast, very sudden. Mm -hmm. Um, but whatever, the three of them get together, Tony, Kaylee, and Casey. They, like, hang out more often and more frequently until he never saw Kaylee again. Casey would spend the night at his apartment, um, all, like, all the time. And whenever they, like, Tony and his roommates were like, hey, where's Kaylee? She would be like, oh, she's with, she's with my, my parents. Or she's with my nanny, Zanny. So who so who's Zanny? Zanny the nanny. We've got another character, guys. We've got Zanny. Zanny the nanny. Yeah. Um, so Zanny is Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez. Who is Kaylee who is Kaylee's quote nanny? Yep. Air quotes. Again. Um, these two, Casey and Zanny, met through a friend named Jeff Hopkins, the one that moved away, uh, that worked with her. And she was friends with, uh, sorry, Zanny was friends with Casey for about like three and a half years by the time that Kaylee was reported missing. She, Zanny's not real. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Zanny doesn't fucking exist. Not here. Um, but cops, again, we're jumping forward a little bit, but cops look into it and they actually did find it, find a Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez and they questioned her. Apparently the real Zanny had, sorry, I don't know if I, I don't know if she goes by Zanny. The yeah. real Zenaida mm-hmm. <laughs> um, had visited Sawgrass Apartments while apartment searching, but never lived there and never saw Casey or Kaylee ever or worked mm-hmm. as a nanny. She literally was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. I, and she later sued Casey for defamation. <laughs> yeah. As she should. 100%. But yeah, so that's, that's Kaylee's nanny. Um, there we go. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Zanny. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to go to June 15th. Cindy took Kaylee to see her great grandfather. So Cindy's father, um, at the nursing home for father's day. So the next day, I believe like early ish hours, June 16th, Cindy and Casey got into a fight as always. Mm -hmm. Casey stole more money from her grandparents. This one really, this one gets me. Um, she steals the routing and account numbers from a check that they gave her for her birthday. Um, and then she used this account routing number to pay a $300, uh, cell phone bill because she's trash. Um, but this is the part that gets me. The check, like that routing and account number is for an account that they used to pay for the grandfather's nursing home expenses. She fucking sucks. She does. But yeah, so Casey, after the fight and everything, Casey took Kaylee out the next day and Cindy and George never saw her again. So we're going to jump forward now. Mm-hmm. Now we're in July 15th. So about a month later, around 8 p.m., 8.08 to be exact, Cindy calls 911. 
She says, quote, I need to bring someone into the police station. I have a 22-year-old person that has grand theft sitting in my auto with me. What does that mean, Cindy? Sitting <laughs> in my auto. Are you having a stroke? Like, that makes no sense. The fuck are you talking about? I just, I'm really, I'm really stuck on this. What the fuck is brunch? What, what, <laughs> I have a 22-year-old person with me that has grand theft. She's sitting in my auto with me. What? What? The fuck what are you saying? Hell? Anyways, basically, she wants to bring Casey into a police station for stealing money in Cindy's car. I wrote, at 22, she's now trying to teach her child that her actions have consequences. Yep. You're a bit fucking late, Sandy. And now she stole your money and your car. <laughs> Multiple times, yeah. too. Um, but whatever. She never ends up taking her into a police station. It was closed. <laughs> the fuck? Um, so around 8.44 p.m., about 40 minutes later, she calls a second time. And now she says, quote, I have someone in my home <laughs> that I need to be arrested. There's also a possible missing child. Um, <laughs> there so, might be. <laughs> yeah. So she's like, my three-year-old granddaughter has been missing for 30 days. I haven't seen her. I think at this point, I think she is just thinking Casey's being kind of bitchy. Like, yeah. I think she's just like, my, she's not missing. She's with someone. Like, mm-hmm. Casey's just being Casey. Like, yeah. I just I just want, I, like I said, at 22, I now want to teach her yeah. these consequences. Whatever. Um, but somewhere in between the second and the third call, Casey informs her family that Kaylee has been kidnapped. And that she has also not seen her for 31 days. We're just going to sit with that for a second. Yeah. So around 9.47, about an hour later, her third and final 911 call was made. And Cindy in this call is extremely emotional. And it's clear that like, something's wrong. I don't like to use the term hysterical because like hysterical woman and all that shit, like it's fucking stupid. But she was hysterical. Mm-hmm. Like she, there was something going on. Um... So she said to the dispatcher, she was like, quote, her mother finally admitted she's been missing. The babysitter took her, took her. My daughter has been looking for her and all this bullshit. Mm -hmm. So at some point, Cindy explains the situation a bit further. And she's like, I just found Casey. Uh, I just found her, Casey, today. But I can't find my granddaughter. There's something wrong. I found my daughter's car today and it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. That's concerning, to say the least. That's chilling. That sucks. Like, I feel like we, I feel like we do a good job of keeping the situation light. Yeah. But this is when it gets downhill. Yeah. Like, I'll make all the jokes about Casey, but when you sit and take a step back, it is gut-wrenching. Just imagine, like, getting into her car and being like, oh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk all about that. That's a part two situation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, um, later in the call, the dispatcher wants to talk to Casey and the dispatcher later was like, no, she was, like, incredibly calm and borderline annoyed. Like, that like that was her tone. Was mm-hmm. just bothered. Um, not bothered that her child's missing. Bothered that she has to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. So, my daughter's been missing for the last, like, 31 days. And the dispatcher was like, well, why didn't you call 31 days ago? Right. And remember, Casey never called them. Case- Cindy called them. Yeah. Casey never did. 31 days. She probably after. never would. No, she wouldn't have. Like, that she's... The police are only finding out about this because of Cindy, not Casey. Right. Um, and Casey said to the dispatcher after that very fair question, why didn't you call 31 days ago? She said, um, I have been looking for her, and I have gone through other resources to try to find her, which was stupid. What other resources, bitch? <laughs> In the report. A private agent? <laughs> With what money? A spy? <laughs> she, it, she probably made one up. Jesus. Um, so at some point, like in the report, the dispatcher noted that Casey only sounded upset when she notices that the deputy's car was in the driveway. So she only got upset when she realized that the police were at her house. Ooh. It's fucking upsetting. Um, but yes, the police arrive to a chaotic scene at the Anthony house. Cindy is yelling at Casey, Mm -hmm. trying to get information out of her. George and Casey are calm. Like, eerily calm and quiet. Um, George is quiet, too. But, I mean, to be fair, Cindy is probably making enough noise for everyone. I mean, so, like, he, he could also just be, like, processing. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I... George gets a really bad rap, and we'll talk all about it in parts two and three, but, like, I grew up in a dynamic that's kind of similar. <laughs> I don't want to say that, but, like, it... Th- that would be kind of the situation. This would never happen in my life, but my mom would be the one screaming, and my dad would be the one calm. Like, yeah. I... That's... I understand. Um, so weird, though. I will admit. It, it's fucking weird. So the police... A bunch of police, like a variety of different types of officers and everyone, um, are arriving around 9.50 to 10.30-ish. And they're questioning everyone. Casey, Lee, Cindy, and George. They're like... Because Lee's over as well. Like, he he came over at some point. Um, and apparently, Lee and Casey were in the garage. And Lee had to go inside after a minute or two because of the smell of death coming from the car. Like, it was pungent. Like, to the point where he had to go inside. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And this is what Casey is saying. Because, why does your car smell like that, girl? Yeah. Um, and she's like, I swear to God, two squirrels crawled up under the hood and died in there. Like, the fuck? Like, I know. Like, I've been trying to find the smell, too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, oh my God. God. She's infuriating. Um, but, yeah, that happened. So, around 11 p.m., Cindy is, like, starting to call some of Casey's friends because she's doing more for her granddaughter than her mother is. But she's, like, reaching out to people, like, hey, have you seen seen Kaylee? What's going on? Like, all that shit. And the police are also trying to get more contacts. So they go to Tony's apartment to get Casey's cell phone, and, like, they call her contact list. List everyone on there trying to find more information about Kaylee. Mm -hmm. Um, and around 12 a.m., Deputy Adriana Acevedo, I apologize if I said that wrong, Adriana Acevedo, um, she left with Casey to go to the Sawgrass Apartments where the nanny lived. (laughs) 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 Anyways, so according to Casey, this is where the nanny lived, and this is where she last saw Casey, was at Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez's apartment at the Sawgrass Apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, and she went with because she did not know the exact number, so she had to show them. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so back at the Anthony's, Lee left around 12 a.m. to go get Casey's computer and, like, her stuff from Tony's apartment. Okay. It's it's a it's a lot. I don't understand why all of this is not with her, but whatever. Um, so when he got there, he opened up the laptop to try to get like information because everyone is like, "Where's Kaylee?" Mm-hmm. Um, and when he turned it on, it said the time that it was last shut down and that some information was lost due to like being improperly shut down. Um, and so he logged into her Yahoo email account and everything had been deleted prior to July fifteenth. He also said that her MySpace chats were deleted from April to July 4th of 2008. Casey was first formally interviewed at her home at around 4.11 in the morning. Her official statement was that she dropped off Kaylee with Zenaida Fernandez-Gonzalez at the Sawgrass Apartments. She claimed she got off work at Universal Studios, which she doesn't work at, um... But she said that she got off work and she drove to Sawgrass Apartments, knocked on the door. No one answered. She said she tried to call Zanny and the number was no longer in service. She said that she waited on the apartment steps for a while in case they came back. And then she started going to other places. Zanny took Kaylee often, like the mall, the park, all that stuff, you know. She um, eventually tried to call Zanny's mother. Doesn't exist. And eventually, she went to Tony's apartment around 7 p.m. where she, and these are her words, where she felt safe. Yeah. So, apparently, she told Jeff Hopkins and a girl named Juliette Lewis, who, according to Casey, uh, she worked with both of them. So, she told these two that Kaylee was missing, and neither of these people were ever confirmed to be real. So, there's that. There, yeah, there's that. So, the police at this point are like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean? Why did you wait 31 days to 
like to tell it. Like to say what, anything. <laughs> Thirty-one days. That's a long time. To say that's anything. That's a full moon cycle, baby. That's a month. Like what the hell? Oh. Like um, why did you do that? And so she is saying, quote, I think a part of me was naive enough to think that I could handle this myself, which obviously I couldn't. Yeah, because it's a missing toddler. You, anyways, whatever. She kept insisting that she went to like clubs and everything to look for Zanny. You know, that's why she was out partying. She was looking for, for Zanida or anyone that would know her. Or, or literally anyone that would know where Kaylee is. Because mm-hmm. the random fucking bartender at the club is going to know where your fucking kid is. What the hell? Anyways, <laughs> she's like making all these excuses on why she doesn't have Zenaida's number as well. Because she doesn't have her number. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, sorry. My phone just flipped. Okay. So she's like, hmm, I actually lost the phone that had the number on it. I have that same like SIM card, but the SIM card doesn't have the number on it. It was saved to the phone itself, so I don't have it. I'm not even making that up. Like, that's deadass what she said. Like, she's like, no, I have a SIM card for my old phone, but but it was, like, I lost the phone that the number was saved on. Like, it's not saved on the SIM card, dummy. It's saved on the phone. My love. What the fuck? That's not how shit works. That's not how SIM cards work. No, but to, to Casey it is. So at the end of this, the officer asked Casey, like, at the end of her formal interview, they were like, is this your official statement? Your official legal statement? Yeah. You can get charged with lying. lying. Like, yeah. you, do you want to change anything or is this it? And she said, quote, it's the story I'm going to stick with. Yes. So at this point, everyone's like, okay, she's fucking lying. Yeah. That's weird. So this is what she that's, said. Yeah. That's weird. But you can't force someone to say things. You know, mm-hmm. like, it, anyways. So now we're looking into Zenaida Moore. So this apartment complex, um, and like the, the manager of the complex, whatever, said that the unit that Casey had pointed to, because she didn't know the number, she pointed to one, had been vacant for 142 days, which is around, at this point, which is around February. So Casey has not been dropping Kaylee off there, because no one's fucking lived there. Mm-hmm. Um Detectives could not find anyone named Zenaida or anyone that knew a Zenaida in that apartment complex. To the police right now, Zenaida's not a real person. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm, this is very odd. Yeah. Um, so after a long night of questioning and searching, Casey is dropped back off to her house, where George explains that he is not feeling real good about his daughter. Like, he is concerned, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did work in law enforcement, so he kind of understands more than the average person probably what's going on and he like it's just not sitting right with him so after dropping um casey off detective yuri malich i believe is how you pronounce it it's kind of spelled like malik but i've heard malich so i'm gonna say malich went to um universal studios and they found out there that casey doesn't work there and hadn't for about three years And he also found out that there was actually a Jeff Hopkins, but he worked there and he left in 2002. So Casey would not have been able to have known a Jeff and they were not able to find anyone named Juliet Lewis ever working there. So the detective actually calls Casey to get some more information. So she's like, Oh yeah, no, no. Like I have my own office and I, she gave them her telephone number and extension which was proven to have not existed by the Universal Studios representatives. So she also was like, yeah, no, ask my supervisor, Tom Manley. Like, I have a fucking supervisor. I have an office. I have a phone. Like, come on now. Tom Manley did not exist either. What the fuck? Like, she's just fucking pulling this she's shit. She's just giving names. <laughs> like, literally, made, like, honestly, you got to give it to her. The creativity. Yeah. Like, she's really trying, I yeah. guess. They're different names, too, so that's good. And, she, and she's consistent with her fucking lies, which makes me think she's fucking delusional. Whatever. Um, but yeah, at this point, Tony's texting Casey. And he's like, why didn't you tell me she was missing? And like, who is this Zanny the Nanny person? What are you talking about? <laughs> and then like, wouldn't we all want, like, don't, we all want to know that, Tony. Yeah. Do you have any information, Tony? Who's fucking come Zanny? On, come on, like, Tony. You got us on it. To- Tony. Tony. <laughs> Can I call you Tony? <laughs> Like, just no one is understanding anything. 
Um, Jesse is also texting Casey, and he's asking all types of questions. My heart hurts for him, just saying. Um, so around 9.30 in the morning on July 16th, George gave police permission to search and process the car. The one that smelled like death. Mm. Um, and he was able to do this because his car wasn't, like, it's never, it was never actually Casey's. She just used it. It was, I think it was um, in Cindy's name. Mm. So he was able to give permission and everything. Um, a few hours later, they brought Casey into Universal's, into Universal Studios herself. They know that she never worked there. Or yeah. she, she, they know she hasn't worked there for a long time. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have an office. She doesn't have a supermarket. Like, she doesn't have any of this. Yes. Yeah. But she doesn't know that they know this. Gotcha. So they're just, honestly, they're taking her to see what she's going to do. Because mm-hmm. this, you don't, I can imagine as a police officer, you don't come around these people that often. Right. Like, I would want to know what she would do, too. Security, <laughs> when they get there, security wouldn't let her in. Because mm-hmm. she didn't have an employee ID. Casey said she lost it. Mm-hmm. Of course. And they, like, look her up in the computer and everything, and her they look her supervisor up as well. Um, nothing. Nothing. Obviously. So the police were like, yeah. Um, so they let her in. If you couldn't hear what I said, I said, we got this, let her in. Yeah. Um, so she began to lead them to her office. She was walking the hallways like she knew exactly where she was going. And she was literally waving at people and like asking them how they're doing. She didn't know these people. And these people are like, who the fuck? <laughs> oh, who let this girl this? Girl, we've never seen before. These fucking cops behind her. What the like, fuck? So high, like I had good Imagine weekend. this is your nine you? to five, and it's like noon, and you're like, what? It's it's <laughs> it's nine in the morning. <laughs> you just got there. It's like right at this point, like ten in the morning, and they're just like, who? Hi. Like, Hello. I have work to do. <laughs> yeah, like okay, but eventually she turns a corner, and there is it's a dead end hallway. There's nothing. There's nowhere to go. So then she stopped and she turned to the detectives and placed her hands in her back pockets, put a big smile on her face, and she says to Detective Malich, um, yeah, I don't, I don't work here. <laughs> and I've been lying. And they're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> I think they deadass said, we know. Yeah. Oh, we knew. <laughs> We're just kind of bored. <laughs> yeah, just, it's been a slow day. <laughs> that, that's a joke, guys, by the way. It's a joke. There's a missing child at hand, but fuck. Yeah. Like, what? We know you're lying, Casey. Yeah, they know. So now they're like, yo, Universal, can we borrow, like, a conference room? Can we? We gotta talk to her. Um, <laughs> right now. <laughs> we cannot wait. Anymore. I have someone in my home. <laughs> <laughs> in my auto. Oh, my God. Um, so they, they do that. They borrow the conference room, whatever. They interview her. And in this second interview, um, the detectives are like, okay... You know, we know everything you told us is a lie, right? And she's like, she says, and I quote, not everything that I told you. With no emotion, just nothing. Oh, my God. And there, okay. I've mentioned it a few times now. There's a fucking reason she's the most hated woman in America, mm-hmm. in the world. It's because she does this shit. This isn't even, we haven't even gotten to literally any bad part yet. Nothing's bad yet. No. This is still just background information. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's she's still saying she, she doesn't know anything. She's with Zanny. I don't know, you know? Um, so the police are like, you are doing nothing but hurting Kaylee by not helping in this investigation. You're, you are literally just hurting her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, I, sorry, I can't help you. Like, I don't know where she is. So at 4.30 p.m. on July 16th, 2008, Kaylee Anthony was arrested. She was charged with child neglect, false statements, and obstructing a criminal investigation. Um, A little bit past 6 p.m. that same day, Jesse Grunt said he logged into, like, his Facebook, and he saw that Casey deleted over 200 photos of Kaylee on her Facebook. And that is the end of part one. Oh, my God. That's wild. That there's part one for you guys. Sorry. Do you want to give initial thoughts or just we save, can, we save can thoughts? chat a little bit, but I don't want to like a couple minutes. I don't want to spoil anything in yeah. case you for some reason don't know this case. Yeah. If you don't know this case, you will 
quickly find out everything. All the horrible parts. All Because like I said, this isn't the bad part. No. The car smelling like death, that's not the bad part. No. We haven't gotten there yet. Wait till you get to the bad part. Yeah. Yeah, no, it... You'll want to go back to smelly car, part one. I promise you. We'll get there. Yeah. (laughs) You just... Gotta ride the coaster with us, friends. Yeah. No, we're all all on the same boat right now. Mm -hmm. It's... I... So, I have been in this Kaylee and Casey Anthony world for weeks now. Mm -hmm. Not... Maybe not that long. Over over a week. Between one and two weeks at this point has been when I've been researching everything. Um... I cannot express my sadness. <laughs> it hurts my heart so bad because it's like at this point in time, we know that Kaylee's missing. Mm-hmm. You have a missing toddler. She's not even three yet. You have a missing toddler and you are just lying to everybody. I just don't get how you can do that as a human being. I don't get liars. I really don't. As a person. As a person. Like, that's your kid. And she's small. She, yeah, she's little. She's a baby. That's your baby. I'm trying to think. I don't really... Like, that was just a lot. That's a lot to unpack. If you guys are, you know, listening all the way to the end, you're really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. But also... I would, I would say that that was a downer, but I don't think it was. That like, wasn't it, even... It's just fucked up, but, like, it's not sad. Yeah. Not sad yet. It's a nice... It's, it's it's the perfect setup for what's going to happen, you know? Thank you. Like, there was I just a lot of a lot of things, a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of moving... There's a lot of characters. And guys, like, I dumbed it down. Yeah, <laughs> this, like, there's a lot... There's a... Even... Zanny alone? <laughs> like, you could write a book just about her making up a nanny. Like... The... She... I just, I think, like, my last, not my last case I did, but the Aileen Warnos case, mm-hmm. like, there's a reason we talk about these people. Like, you're sitting here listening to it, we're sitting here talking about it. There's a reason, and it's because it's so fucked up. Like, I just can't comprehend it. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm in the majority here. Like, I, I feel like just people can't, sane, normal people just can't even imagine lying about their daughter like that. Right. Like, I just, I truly can't. One day, this rabbit hole that I'm in will end. One day. One day. One of these days. Today's not that day. <laughs> but one of these fucking days. Hope you like this one. Yeah, let us know your thoughts. That we'll was put, fucked. We'll put all our, our ats and shit in, yeah. the sh- in the show notes. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned, I guess. <laughs> Love you. Catch you on the next, on the next one. Love you. Say back. Oh. They well, said it back. So someone said I love you too. <laughs> Anyways. Bye. Enjoy. <laughs>